to the podcast She Who Believes with your host Vivian Bell. Well, it's declaration time, and our declaration here at She Who Believes the Podcast comes from Luke 1 and verse 45. I will be declaring this word from the English Standard Version. Remember, you can choose any version that you choose. We only ask that when you speak this and declare this word over your life, that you replace the word she, or in some versions, woman, with your very own name. Because we believe that the word of God is for us, that it is just as alive and active as it was when it was written, when it was spoken, when it transpired over 2000 years ago. So here we are again, Luke verse, Luke 1 verse 45, and it reads as follows. And blessed is Vivian who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Uh, Isn't that a great feeling to be able to personalize the word of God, to be able to know that his word is for you and to grab hold to it and claim it and make it yours because it is as children of God, his word is true for each and every one of us. Great day. You're listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, and I am your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. Well, as always, today's podcast has a story behind it. The title is Until the Fear is Gone. Now, in many ways, I've been in in process in my life, right? I've shared with you guys about how the Lord had me to... um, step in full-time entrepreneurship and he had me just a little bit prior to that take down my uh my online platform empowerment academy and so um he's just been like rebuilding it in the process of um just uh revamping the the vision is still the vision right but if we know if you know anything if you have a vision god's giving you a vision and you start working on something there there can be different uh drafts so say i'm writing i'm a writer right there's multiple drafts multiple drafts of the the cover multiple drafts with a different name to the book and all these other things but there's a process right so I've been in process in many areas of my life from um, my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with others, setting up boundaries, allowing God to eliminate people from my life, um, just setting up boundaries of, hey, you can't cross this line, um, Some learning to say no and be cool with it, like no period, whole sentence, no explanation needed. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh, again, there's a process to everything, right? And we can't skip our process. I hope you've learned that by now. I tried to skip my process a couple times. And then there were other times where I just wanted to hurry up and be done with the process. Like, Lord, why can't this be over yet? So anyways, I was sitting with God earlier today and he reminded me to be still. I felt the same tug on yesterday. Really, yesterday was like so overwhelming as I finally got out of the bed. I don't always, I like to tell y'all that I get up all the time, meet God right at six on the dot. I don't 
don't always do that. Um, in my humanity, I, I do my best to do that. But sometimes it's like 608, 615. Um, um, but again, I do my best to try to be there um, at the time. You know, at the time, I promised God I'd be there. But anyways, as I'm approaching the area where... Um, I've committed to sit with him. I just felt an overwhelming be still. It was so strong that the only thing I could do was uh, sit in his presence, which I knew I was supposed to, without speaking. And um, the only thing I did say was speak for your servant is listening. Again, this morning, again, that same pool, be still. It just came flooding my spirit, right? So before I could think um, the thought or the thought could even actually formulate in my mind of how long the Lord spoke and he said, until the fear is gone. Now, it wasn't a rebuke, right? It was actually something that brought me a tremendous amount of peace. I want to remind you guys that when we are um, reading uh, things that is written in the word of God, when God speaks to us, that we should not see him as a father who is looking to punish us consistently, right? I know sometimes there's bad religious uh, teachings, poor theology that has been taught to make us believe that, hey, like, hey, it's hell, hell, hell. There's no real chance of us going to heaven. God's ready to condemn us. And I'm not saying that he, as a, as a father does at time, doesn't discipline us. But I want to always remind you to know that God loves you. It was the love of God that had Jesus come to the earth and shed his blood for us, for the salvation of our souls and the forgiveness of our sins. So if a father who is that loving would do that, you've got to know that he is not just looking to, he paid for your sins, set you free just to punish you. Like, no, that's not how this works. So anyway, it was, uh, again, as I said, something that brought me great peace. And so um, some of you may have thought if God said that to you or when he said it to you, you may have done like I've done in the past. You say, hey, I've got faith. I'm not afraid. Like, what's up, Jesus? Um, but this time I leaned in and I said, show me. Take it and thank you. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm overtaken by fear. I wasn't. I'm not. It just meant that in that moment, fear was looming. That this spirit that was not of God had showed up. When I trusted what God has said, instead of getting offended or feeling the need to prove that I wasn't afraid, it was like this shield appeared around me, around us. Like though I could not physically see God and even in the spiritual realm, I could not see him per se, his face. There is always this um, in my visions, like God's presence is there. I can see it without seeing him. I can't explain it. Maybe he'll show it to you. Maybe you understand what I'm talking about. Um, but the shield appeared around me and the fear that was looming didn't get in. Like it literally could not get in. Couldn't touch me. Couldn't touch my spirit. And the fear being present doesn't mean that we have to claim the fear or accept it as ours. Again, the word of God says that I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if God didn't give you a spirit of fear and that spirit shows up, we can send that, that spirit packing, right? We've got authority. We've got power. Let's walk in it. It means that in that moment... We've got to have a plan and a resolve in our spirit. We must have a made up mind and be determined that no one will change our minds. Now, this season of, of life is full of shifts and elevation, double portion restorations and such. And in this season, the enemy of your soul, our souls, which can at times be our very own voice, will show up all show out with show up with all his big guns to stop us. Right. 
And why did I say it can be our very own voice? Because what happens is, is that for many of us, from the time we were young, the enemy set up systems. Those are the systems that cause you to procrastinate and you don't know why. The systems that cause you to be afraid when God has opened the door wide and you're standing in the doorway, but you won't step in. So you blow up your life and you miss an opportunity. Those kind of things, right? Fear is one of the weapons that the enemy uses. We have the fear often of not being accepted of being alone, of being misunderstood, or being let down or disappointed. See, the thing about disappointment, like the moment can pass, but the effect of the way it hits your spirit, man, that thing can loom around if you don't submit that thing to God and say, hey, and be honest, like, Lord, I know what you said, I know, but before I believed you were coming like this and I felt disappointed, what we have to recognize even in those moments, God will show us a thing, but he doesn't always give us the details. And remember what we can see or what we can uh, construe or fathom in our minds is going to be small and minute compared to what he has in mind. He says, um, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, right? So at the end of the day, we feel disappointed at times when we really should not, I shouldn't say shouldn't feel disappointed. We should examine that feeling of disappointment and say, hey, well, maybe it was, I assumed you would do it this way because you did it this way the last three times, right? But he decided, I'm going to blow your mind and do something greater because I don't want you to get stuck on the process of the way in which I did it. I want you to keep your eyes forever looking at me and trust that I've, I've done it once and I'll do it again. But today I want to talk to you about the things that we don't often talk about, like the fear of succeeding, the fear of not being prepared, the imposter syndrome, which is a real thing. You can look it up. But what I know is that this thing comes from the pit of hell. Because if you really think about it, right? So I'm actually, while I'm talking to you, going to look up. You will hear me typing. Yes, I know. Um, it might seem unprofessional, but hey, this is a real live recorded podcast. I don't do any editing, not because I can and I don't know how I've produced radio shows for years. At the end of the day, I just am I'm real. It's just what it is. I want you to feel like you're here with me in my studio talking with me, that you're present with me. And so that you, you know, you actually are here with me. So anyway, here we go. Imposter syndrome definition. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of their accolades. But this thing is furthest from the truth. I shared with you guys before how I, I battled this, right? So for years, I knew that I was called to be a counselor because God spoke it to me, said this is what I was going to be. And as I walked back with him in memories and different times, I saw how he prepared me like this was what he put in me all along, right? But even though, like even now here in my studio slash office, I can look up on my my wall in front of me and I can see my master's diploma, <clears throat> excuse me, where I specialize in biblical counseling, um, specifically in marriage and family counseling. I can look up and see all my board certifications from the Board of Christian Professional and Pastoral Counselors, from the International Board of Christian Counselors, from the American Association of Christian Counselors, and there are several others, right? I can look at those things. I can look at my certification as a federal um, fire chaplain. And still, I felt like I was an imposter. <clears throat> so what or whom can usually take a truth and make it look like it's a lie? The enemy. That's why I say this imposter syndrome thing is from the depths of hell. And I'm going to keep shining a light on it and exposing it, right? 
So anyways, let's get back to talking about that. I spoke earlier about how sometimes the voice that we hear is really our own. It sounds like our own, right? It's, um, I, I follow this, um, this person. She actually has coached me from a distance. <laughs> um, her name is Marshawn Evans Daniels. And she talks about little me in a book called Believing Bigger. And so what drew me to the book? Well, one, the Holy Spirit drew me to her book. But then I had this thing that I would say, pray big and believe even bigger, right? And so when I saw Believing Bigger, I thought, okay, that's a good idea. Your book, okay, Lord. All right, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come into that. And so, anyway, in that book, she talks about the little me, and basically, the little me is that voice on the inside of you that attempts you to shrink, tempts you to not show up fully, you to t- teach, tempt you to compare yourself. That voice that tempts you to, to say that what you have isn't valuable. Again, a lot like the imposter syndrome. And really, um, as some people might call it, uh, the voice of night or the voice of darkness. Either way, it's the enemy of our souls and we don't need to listen to him. I said we're going to talk about the fear of succeeding. And some of you might think, who's really afraid to succeed? Well, it's crazy, but there are more people that are afraid of succeeding than they are of failing. Because if I succeed, that means I've got to remain consistent in this success. If I succeed, I might have to walk away from family, friends, and people who think they got me here. If I succeed, that means that there really was more inside of me. And now I have to actually, I'm either going to do one of two things. I'm going to stand up and be that person. I'm going to walk away with my tail tucked between my legs and live my life in regret. Seems like an easy choice, but it's not always. Because again, we might have the the voice of little me, the imposter syndrome, or you may have voices from parents, siblings, relatives that play over and over again in your head and tell you you're too stupid to write. You're too stupid to do this. You're dumb. You're crazy. You have all these things you're battling, right? And so now those have created a, a fear, a system that has kept you stagnant. Let's talk about the fear of not being prepared. When we have that fear, most often it's a place of um, insecurity. So we're thinking we can do all the things, right? I done took all the master's courses, the boot camps, the uh, got the master's degrees on the wall, the certifications, but still was like, maybe I'm not prepared enough. And I have a really great friend. Her name is Anna. She is so super amazing. Like I told her today, I don't know how she made it through her life without a her because she has just been such a blessing to me. But what she reminded me of, she tells me this consistently. Vivian, you have the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You are a daughter of God. So even if you did the same thing that the next 20 people did, you're going to do it differently because of the anointing that's on your life. Now, I don't say that arrogantly. I'm saying that because that's something that we all need to embrace. So whether you are a board certified biblical counselor, also a mental health coach or a destiny strategist such as myself, God's called you to maybe a different group of people. There will be people who like my podcast. There are people who don't. There are people who told me they don't like my voice. And I'm cool with that because it's just like, hey, don't listen to the podcast. Don't listen to the radio show. Then I have people who say you have the most amazing, excellent radio voice. Or we hear truth and down to earthness in your voice when you talk to us. There will be people who like you. There will be people who don't. There are people you're called to. There are people you aren't. I can't be called to the entire world. Even though my blog is read in different countries, Russia, Ukraine, India, Japan, China, like there's the list goes on, but I can't minister to every single person in the world. So I need you to tag in, step up, do your job, show up, be you, fully you and rest in God 
until when you are with God, he can speak to you and say, be still. And you won't resist him telling you to be still. And you can let him expose where the spirit of fear has showed up in your life. And then you can surrender it to him and let him remove it from from you. Now, again, this is a process, just like everything in life. We've talked before about forgiveness being a process. I can say I will forgive you and I mean it. But then there's a process because there's damage that's been done. You've broken my heart. You've hurt my feelings. I am now maybe in a place of not trusting my own decisions. So I have to get through that process that brings me back to complete wholeness to a place where I feel that I can love again, have a friend again, and all of those things, right? So this is a process. I'm sure that fear will show up again, but this time because of the experience of God wrapping himself around me and, and that dome showing up, I have that to reference, right? I can look back on that and say that when I lean into God in these moments, I can see because of his wisdom, his words, he speaks to me. The Holy Ghost can help me discern when that fear, when fear is present. But in a way that it's not mine, I've not embraced it and I know not to embrace it. And then I can send it away. I can do that by um, speaking truth. So I have certain truths when I say we have to have strategies prepared and have weapons, right? The enemy has weapons. So we have to have weapons where we fight back and we fight back with truth. Scriptures, declarations, promises that God has made to us. I have all those things. I've got them written down. I've got them recorded. So if I can't pull out my flashcards, I can grab my phone, put my earbuds in, and I can hear myself speak all of the things that I've written down on my I am list and all of the promises that God has made me, which are compiled into like a seven minute and 15 second uh, listening. Um, but that's my weapon. Because not only do I hear the truth in my ear gates and I can be in agreement with it again, but then I hear my voice, my voice speaking it. And it just does something to my spirit. And I talk back. I say, oh, yes. Amen. Girl, I know that's right. Yes, ma'am. Not that lie down. You've got to have a strategy. It might sound crazy, but I promise you it keeps me from going crazy in the midst of the storm. Well, I want to encourage you to sit still, be still with God and stay in that place with him until the fear is gone. And when the fear is gone, keep staying in that place with him. Stay in that place so he can continue to show himself to you. He continue to build you up. He can continue to strengthen you. He can continue to make you stronger and give you clarity and give you revelation of exactly who he is, his heart towards you, his character, and who you are in him as his daughter. Well, that's been the podcast this week. You've listened to me here on She Who Believes. We've talked about until the fear is gone. And until next time, I will see you later. You've been listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, where we encourage you to stretch your faith and to believe God for the impossible.